Hey, Neil Brennan here. Going on the road, guys. Um, really? October 23, 24. Yeah, I'm going to be in, in San Francisco at the Punchline. All right. Go to punchlinesf.com, get some tickets, fuck with me. It's just going to be good. And then November 9th, I'm going to be in Chicago at the Hideout. You dig? It's a good spot. Come fuck with me That's there. Where I met you. That's where we met, Doug. That's correct. What's what's the cra- what's your crowd like, Neil? Uh, it's Wait, a lot of you know what? Hold on, hold on. What? That was let's just do our dates. Do not edit. Let's just do our dates and then we'll go into. No, why? No, no. It's Don't interesting. Stop it. People are gonna fast forward unless they hear something interesting. They like not this. True. Yeah, that is true. It's totally Nobody true. Nobody wants to fucking listen to the table of contents. They <laughs> yeah. want to get to the meat. Right, and the right. meat is what might. Uh, it depends where it is. On the table of contents, and they're gonna stick around. I get a lot of white kids. Uh-huh. I get a couple brothers. I get a lot of black women. Really? Okay. Yeah, and a lot of girls. That's Pretty always good. Sexy, sexy white girls. Great, I, I, great question. I might, pants. I might come fuck with you in Chicago. Come fuck with me. Are you gonna be there? Um, I, I will come out just for that because that's where, that's where my mother's from. Oh, great. So I got family in Chicago. So I need any excuse that I need to go back to Chicago, I go. Yeah, this is a great excuse <laughs> All right. to come see me at the hideout. Yeah. If, you're, if you're still listening, uh, this is Moshe Kasher, and I'm my our special will be released official breaking news on the champs October 27th on Netflix uh, look for it fuck with it what's Moshe it called Kasher live in Oakland work it honey it's very exciting stuff so everybody can see my special for free I'm so excited now you talk about people fast forwarding shit you know they fast forward it right through all of that no, shit no they like me Anthony they don't know you yet they don't they probably do because you they you, don't. you have cachet but they don't know you the way they know me no that's great they don't love you yet I don't have shit on Netflix <laughs> that they can look at for free they got to pay for mine and this this is DJ Doug Pound, and I will be at the Troubadour in L.A. on December 10th. December 3rd in L.A., I got jury duty. Oh, yeah. shit. That's <laughs> with you it. Couldn't, you couldn't get out of that? I'm, I'll get out. Well, okay. I, you know, I'm going to do my duty. And, All Anthony, right. you better come correct with your dates after talking shit. You better, you better have a really entertaining announcement. I do. I do. There's a date uh, November 2nd. In some place in Georgia. Go fuck with him, Georgians. Yeah, AnthonyAnderson.com. Go to AnthonyAnderson.com to get more information on his dates. Let's start fucking with. Or the hold champ. on, motherfucker. And at Anderson Anthony on Twitter. At right, Anthony not, Anderson. Get we'll get we'll get your plugs in. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. You know, I don't want nobody to fast forward through my shit. <laughs> Four, three, three, two, one. Skinny jeans is for girls. Get some man pants. Skinny jeans is for girls. Get some man pants. Get some man pants. Skinny jeans is no. for girls. Get some man pants. Skinny jeans is for girls. Skinny jeans is for girls. Get some man pants. Skinny jeans is for girls. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time since we've all been together. It's another episode of The Champs. Doug Pound is back from Australia. Neil Brennan is in the building. It's your boy, Moshe Kasher. So excited to be here with you today. And again, we've got a lovely and amazing special guest. Uh, you may know him from the NBC television program, Guys with Kids. Lovely? Or Yeah, you're a lovely person. I don't mean lovely in a moist way. I'm, I'm just saying. you got a real I handsome, rugged individual. Th- okay, I take that. <laughs> I've never had another man say, you know, introduce me as lovely. I got a purple shirt on, man. What can I do? What this smell like? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it, uh, it's Anthony Anderson. Yeah! Anthony Anderson. I, I just want to say... This is my first podcast. No shit, really? Yeah. Oh, excited. That's Donnell always said. Black people don't fuck with podcasts. Well, yeah, no, no. This is my. I listen to them. This is oh, the first one that I've ever been on, though. That's so, so exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. What ones do you listen to? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just went on uh, my Mac one time and just started music and some crazy shit from all over the world, man. It's just a great like, podcast. Wow, what's going music on? Music and some crazy shit from all over the world. Yeah. Well, this is The Champs. 
And uh, what we do is we have Neil here, and then we all we interview black celebrities. Really? Did anybody yeah. tell you so that? No Congratulations. Go uh, we, Sasha Gray. Sasha Gray but is we, her only we, white celebrity. We paired her with a black celebrity to, to justify her being on. Who, who did you pair her with? Uh, Flying Lotus, the musician Flying Lotus. Who you may not need. You may yeah. have no idea. Yeah, it's he some electronic shit. It's Yeah, it's okay. a, some dance music shit. But it's some white people shit, basically. <laughs> right. He has a song called uh, Tea Leaf Dancers that is the ultimate fuck tape. Right. Really? Yeah. So if you, like, if you be you're going to jerk off the minute. You're just going to like, don't play it. you got to play it near a woman. No shit. Because you're just going to, your dick's going to. called, gonna, what's it called? Tea, uh, leaf tea Leaf Dancers. Tea Leaf Dancers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's the fuck tape. So it, it's a whole fucking tape. So I can no, no, no. That's just one song. That's uh-huh. the greatest fuck song of all time. As uh, for my tea money. Tea Leaf Dancers. Yes. Yes. I can download this shit right now. Yes. What's your ultimate fuck song, Anthony? My ultimate fuck song. I don't have one. Let's. Hopefully it's gonna be. Here's Tea Leaf Dancers. You fuck real slow, Neil. I think we can all hear. I mean, this, this is what I'm doing. Don't you have some gentle stroke your lover's face? Ten seconds long. What's up with this? What? You're very romantic in that. I didn't know that. This is some. Can you smell the fucking incense, y'all? I smell the incense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I fucking Eric Benet comes in. That's me, as Eric Benet. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was like, hold on. Eric Benet is walking into the room. Come in as all ripped up. Yeah, that's beautiful. I look like Tyson Beckford. Yeah, you got you got you have red candles, candles rippling. Oh yeah. yeah. You got candles rippling. Yeah, right? rippling. I pour candle wax on my. He pours a little bit of lavender oil on her forehead yeah. before he begins. Hey, look up Ron D. Core. This is my ultimate. Uh, is it really? Thing. Yeah. So this just show you the difference in sexual styles between me. Ron D. D. Core. This is all right. Like D period. But like, I feel like the punchline's coming. What? <laughs> Really? You like to fuck in a tent, right? You <laughs> like to fuck in a raisin. <laughs> you fuck rabbits. No, I was hoping yeah. it was going to be a little bit more nasty. Usually, no, it's yeah, I nasty. figured it wasn't going to yeah. be the right. It's yeah. one of those. That's what a are you going to roll do? the dice? It could have been beautiful. You know, actually, what 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 I've been fucking to? What like do you got? Yeah. The weekend. Yeah, the weekend's good. The weekend's good. Weekend. Uh, he has a good. The first one House has a couple, yeah, has yeah. a couple songs on it. Yeah, the weekend sounds like you just did a lot of cocaine in Vegas, and you fucked a lot of bitches that you maybe shouldn't have. Like you, it was not morally, but it's just felt empty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're like, oh, what have I done? A lot of X, a lot of coke. A lot yeah, of, yeah. Uh, uh, you want to hear my fuck song? Yeah, let's yeah, hear it. Go ahead. Look at that gay guy. Look at that gay guy. Look at that gay guy. That's pretty Look at that Are they looking at you while they're singing this? And then you prove them wrong? Exactly. I get their hopes down. Look at that gay guy. Or is it you and a girl? Look at that gay guy. Look at that gay guy. Look at that gay guy. We're watching a gay porn together. Gay men are my territory. Anthony, before we get into your illustrious career on in television and film, and you've done a lot of really cool things, on your Wikipedia stub, it's got a wonderful story, and I want to before you, I want to go there. I want to read it to you and see how much of this is true. It says that your first. You try you used to you tried stand up comedy. Let him tell the story. I know the story. Let him tell it. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I don't want you to blow it. First tell us about the first time you tried stand up comedy. The Comedy Act Theater, Lamert Park, Forty Second, and Crenshaw. All of the great comedians have gone through there. Mm-hmm. You know, black yeah. comedians go there. Cut Emo the Phillips, Mark Maron. Yeah, <laughs> you know the pictures are on the wall. Um, so I went there. I went there. This is this is the story. I went there open mic one week. Couldn't get up. What year up. is this? Oh my God, 
15, 16 years ago. Okay. This is before I this is before I was on television doing anything. Right. Okay. So at least 16 years ago. So I went there with my support group. My boys came. Too many uh, too many comics couldn't get up that night. So I went back the next night. Nobody could come with me. So I'm dealing with my own securities, insecurities. Am I going to be funny? <laughs> so I'm sitting there alone in this room with these strangers and all these comics. And I'm like, okay. So the first three comics go up before me. Horrible. I heckle all of them. You heckle them. I heckle you them. heckle them? Only a, new, only a new comedian. Just nervous energy dealing with it. But, yeah, I heckled them. Where were you? In uh, the back of the room? I was in the middle of the room. I was like the sitting of, with the crowd. Sitting with the crowd. Heckling. And was this a show show or, a, or an open mic? It was open mic. Okay. Open mic. The, for the first 30 minutes of, of uh, comedy there, they do open mic, and then they open it up to right. you know the real comics. So I'm there. I'm heckling them. And, and I'm fucking hysterical as a heckler. And it just so <laughs> happens the next name that they call off my biggest laugh as a heckler is mine. Oh, that's the and, best. And I had the most fucked up name there was at the time. What did they say? Uh, no, no, my name was uh, Tasty Tony, the one and only. If there's another, he's a phony. <laughs> so I, I, my shoes fell off. Just to clarify, Anthony's an African American fella. <laughs> in case you were wondering. So I'm there. They they call my name. And I was like. <laughs> I really don't have to go up there because I was funny as a fucking heckler. Uh, like, but that's not why. You I can't really here. say good night yeah, when you're done yeah, heckling. Exactly. You can't be like, I'm going to get out of here. And that's my time, y'all. Thank you very much. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to get on stage and, and see what I can do. And motherfuckers saw that it was me and they just started hurling insults at me as I walked to the stage. Oh, you better be funny, motherfucker. Let's see how you do it. So I get on stage. Five seconds, they turn my mic off. What did you say? Do you remember? I didn't, I didn't get anything out because the crowd was going in. <laughs> so I, I set the mic down on the mic stand. I was like, fuck it. I don't need a mic. So I'm fucking doing a routine. I start a routine. Uh -huh. Five seconds later, they turn my fucking spotlight on. Oh, that's so, so great. So I'm standing Quirky, on stage huh? in the in dark. darkness with no mic. And... 10 seconds into my shit. So I walk off the stage trembling and shit, mm -hmm. go to the bathroom, throw some water on my face, man. I literally starting to cry. I'm like, what the fuck? This dude walks into the bathroom. He's like, look here, man. He's like, look, I just want to tell you, now you know what not to do the next time you get up on stage. But don't let that discourage you. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. So I remembered that shit for years, man. And I, and I never got back on stage. I never got back up on stage. It, it, eight years had passed. Mm -hmm. And just happened to be in a How, how old were you? I was in my early 20s. When you did that first yeah, one? Yeah, when I did okay. that. Tasty Tony, the one and only. Tasty Tony, yeah. Tony was Tasty Tony was in his early 20s. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so uh, I got back on stage eight years later. I had a nice set and felt good about it. Then fast forward to a movie I did called Life with Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, and everybody. And I'm sitting there, and I start talking to this dude. Uh, we're friends now. His name's Guy Tory, you know, comedy. And so I was like, hey, Guy. Because it was guy's night at, at the con. Uh -huh. I was like, hey, guy, man, remember? Do you ever remember the story? So I'm telling him the story. He's like, man, I remember that shit happening. He's like, yeah. I said, yeah, motherfucker, that was me. And he never knew that it was oh, me. Oh, that's He's hilarious. Like, that was you? I was like, yeah, man. So I just want to thank you for uh, encouraging me, you know, after I went through that shit. Because because of you, I've got back on stage and I and you know I'm telling jokes. So I wish he had started booing you immediately. Like, yeah, oh, that's you. I just don't want to say boo, <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, boo, <laughs> motherfucker, boo. So that was the shit. Go fuck it. yourself. And that was before you done any acting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how did you start that? You're from Compton. What what kind of family are you from? 
Uh, Intact? Was it a good family? Was it? Yeah, was it? Yeah, I came from a two-parent home. Uh huh. Yeah, nobody was on food stamps. Uh, I was on food stamps. Okay. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, he yeah. was on food stamps. That's why he can say that. Oh, we okay. we only talk about things that we can defend. That's exactly right. I'll say the I'll say the N word. Now you were raised by your grandmother. Is that true? You, you were exclusively <laughs> raised by your grandmother. Is that is that right? <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying. No, like, you did. He did get a little something like, yes, motherfucker. No, I was raised in a two-parent home. And I understood. And I understood it. I was not on. Yes. My father bought food stamps. We weren't on food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a difference. There's 50 a difference. cents on the dollar. No, that was high. My father didn't spend that much. All right. My father. That was my. That was my father's side hustle. May he rest in peace, man. My father would. Uh, he owned. Uh, women and children's clothing stores. He owned three stores, uh, standalone stores when we were growing up. But his side hustle where he made the majority of his money was buying food stamps for cats. And then what? And then <laughs> would he, who would he buy them from? He would buy a right crackheads, right? No, not, not crackheads, just cats who were on, on welfare who wanted cash. So my father would offer them maybe 35 cents on the dollar. And then go sell them for more? And then and then he knew somebody who uh, owned a meat packing company who had the stamp that you could stamp the food stamps with and turn that dollar into uh, cash. By the way, this is exactly what Republicans think is happening. <laughs> yeah. I argue with people all the time. Like this doesn't now. It used to. That's hilarious. That's what holds now. The food stamp is a is a card. Yeah. So my father would spend forty five cents. He would spend thirty five cents on a dollar for food stamps. Get it converted to cash for ten cents. So he would spend forty five cents. So he would make a profit of fifty five cents. Well, he would get literally a dollar for dollar for each food stamp. He would get. He would get. He wouldn't. If a guy had a twenty dollars food stamp, he'd go. I'll give you ten bucks. Yeah. And that. So and your dad would end up with a twenty dollars food stamp, and then he wouldn't have to spend his own money. Yeah, exactly. On on shit for you. Yeah. No. No. My father would buy this shit. <coughs> Ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, he buying bulk. He buying bulk. Yeah, that was his. That's no. When I say that was his side hustle, that was his side hustle. Like, how could he find guys with that much? That no, many food not, stamps. It's, it's not that he knew. He knew where to go. He knew where to go, and he would just set up shop, and they would come and be like, uh, "Big Sterl." Like, <laughs> where would he go? In Watts. In the, in but the, like at the swap at the swap meet or something. No, like, he would be at the food stamp thing. It's not against the law. If you want to sell me your motherfucking food stamps, how is that against the law? Well, it is against the law. How is it against the law? <laughs> I mean, there's a, it's not legal. There's got to be a law. How, how is it against the law? It's it's your money now, right? It's your okay, money. Okay, sure. But it's, it's not your, your money. It's your food stamp. It's your food stamp, right? <laughs> if you want to convert that to cash with me, why is that against the law? Well, I mean, I feel like maybe this there's is a law that you only have to buy food with it. You yeah, I got to think that there's, there's got to be a law, law that you can't sell your food stamps. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> he was arrested a couple of times. What? Oh, that's hilarious. For, for, the, for doing it? Yeah, for doing it. Oh, yeah. that's so great. Yeah. You knew he was arrested when you started saying, now, it wasn't illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what the law, what, what oh, law was just broken. Just because you don't see doesn't mean that that's the law. Like, what do you, all right, well, what do you think broken. the speed limit should be? Uh, the speed limit should be at least 70. <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, what, it's not. It's right, it's unlimited. 65, it's unlimited. 55. What's, what's wrong with another five minute, five miles an hour? On all right, so that's, that's very, that's very, I've always wanted to do a segment on here called What's the Blackest Thing You've Ever Seen? And that's up there. What, like buying food stamps? Oh, selling selling bootleg food, like food stamps. 
Yeah. Fencing food stamps Yo, is pretty black. It was it was it was it was big business for a long time and then a lot of people got in on it, started driving the money up, so then it became fifteen, sixty cents on the dollar and then it was oh, interesting. as it was. And is it something about black folks? Did anyone ever get shot about it, do you think? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know too many people who got shot over food stamps. Do you, okay. Do you think that that's why they that is part of why they flipped it to the card? I don't know. Cause I grew up with a stamp. It was like ca- it was like legal tender. I mean, yeah, it was like a, tell, a bill. Tell me, this, tell me this. Yeah. What dollar denomination was the purple one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, was that ten dollar? You didn't really grow up with food stamps. Uh, the brown one was uh, was that it was either ten or twenty. No, the the brown one was a one dollar bill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, purple, I, the purple was ten. Uh, did I ever tell? I mean, you can believe me or not believe me, because I went through the shame of having my mom uh, openly pay for our food with food stamps. My mom didn't oh. have any shame. She w- so she would just be like, you know, tossing them out. It's embarrassing. Right, you were just we were you, buying. You did it as a hobby. Yeah. I would have to go to the SSI office with my mom too. She would take us, and it was very embarrassing actually. I'm Jewish too, so it was doubly embarrassing. Oh, wow. the Jews on welfare, is, it's extremely yeah, it's that's yeah. crazy. It, it really hurts. Unthinkable. Yeah. It's unthinkable. Color yarmulke does the. If you're really Jewish, no, no, um, no. Food stamps was embarrassing, but I used. Did I ever tell on this podcast how I used to buy cigarettes with food yeah. stamps? Yeah. Whoa! How'd you do that? We would go in and we would uh, sneak into uh, in the middle of the night. I would steal my mom's food stamps and then we would go take cigarettes and put them in a, a bag and fill it up with coffee beans and buy the coffee beans. Oh. And then you could okay. then we'd throw the coffee beans away. And oh, that's kind of like me going and buying clothes and switching the price tags. Oh, tell us about that. Yeah. Did you do that? I, all the time growing up. It's so like this shit is not worth one hundred thirty-five dollars. I'll pay forty dollars. For it, so I would go find a forty dollar price tag, and put it on there, and then go pay for it at the register. At how would when? How would you unhook it from the forty dollar thing? Uh, my father owned women's <laughs> clothing stores. So oh, you I had one had of the magnet dark. things? Uh, no, no, this was this was pre-magnet. Oh, that's this was pre-that. I'm dating myself. Uh-huh. Pre- so we just had the little elastic, the little piece of plastic thing with the price tag. Right. So I would go around there, rip the plastic off in the dressing room. I tried on, pull my gun up. Now it's forty dollars. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I like this. There's an ongoing theme of Anthony decide like be, having morals. But deciding that his are the his rules are the ones. Well, that there's are a I like what this. I like about it is that you convinced yourself that there was some empowerment to it. Oh, there was. Like you know what? This isn't. This is wrong. Right. It's yeah. 135. I'm going to pay. I'm not going to see. I'm not a thief. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but I, I'm. I will <laughs> give you something for it. But I'm not going to be ripped off <laughs> I'm either. Not <laughs> Good sir. Yeah. Uh, this is how black people meet. I'm paying 45. Uh, that's cr- so you. That's fucking awesome. And you could o- only in clothing stores. Only with stores the gun yeah. work. Yeah, with the gun work. Yeah. So and, and then you know, I guess they got hip to it or whatnot. Because now when you scan it, it like I would like if the if the sweatsuit was 135 dollars, I would go find a shirt that was 45 dollars, and boom. It's $45. Now, when you scan it, they're like, uh... That's a shirt. Sir, this says uh, Fruit of the Looms. How, how, why are you buying this Gucci t-shirt with Fruit of the Looms uh, uh, stamp on it? And I didn't know they made a Gucci t-shirt. Yeah, so you're did. learning a lot now. Yeah, so what would you say? i say it must be a mistake. What? And how often did it work? Oh, a, a lot. Every time. I'll, t- I'll tell you when I did get caught. I switched. I used to switch to uh, price tags on meat when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college... <laughs> I was a poor college student. That's hilarious. So I went, and we needed some ground beef. It was either taco night or spaghetti night while I was in college. So I went, and I peeled off the meat for ground beef. But And then I wasn't even conscious of what I picked up. And I peeled it off and put it on the meat. And I went, 
and had it scanned. And so it was, so it was the cellophane. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. and that's a that's a delicate sticker. Oh, yeah, took, you got to. Sw- that's not an easy sticker right. to no, no, take no, no. off. I, I was very skilled at it. Yeah. No, you you were you were yeah, good. I was very skilled so at it. this is spider eggs. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, it, it was it was something ridiculous. I like took the like. Chicken wings were on sale that day. Right. So I took the chicken wing price tag off and put it on my ground beef price tag because that's the price <laughs> I wanted to pay for the meat. Ground you know? beef is already pretty cheap. And it's already ripped up. I and told stuff. You Can you imagine I told it? You I was broke. <laughs> the sticker's all ripped in the middle. <laughs> it's all like put together like a so fucking that's collage. How, that's how I, I, I got caught in, in the supermarket. That's Did you, and that you straight up got caught, or was it like you got caught like you can need to go to the back room, or you got caught like. No, nah, the, the lady was like, uh, this is not what this is. I was like, well, that's how I picked it up, man. <laughs> if that's not the price, I mean, that, that's. That's why I picked it up because it was that price. That's all I can. Why is there chicken juice all over this ground beef? <laughs> now you grew up in Compton, in, uh, and was it bad growing up in Compton? Was it yeah. was it a ru- it was rough? It was rough. Do you I remember? Mean, you know, I'm man. I'm 42, so you know, I grew up in in, in when it was the height Compton. of the height yeah. of the yeah, heights. The height yeah, and and the things that people thought was sensationalized by NWA and Compton Most Wanted and, and, and mm-hmm. groups like that. I, I lived that and saw that. Crazy. I, mean, I, I had guns pulled on me by guys I knew that I grew up with in my front yard, and they were willing to pull the trigger. And for what? Because they wanted food stamps? <laughs> <laughs> give me all your food stamps. Get what kind of food stamps, sucker. Uh, give me that sweatsuit. I don't know what you paid for it. <laughs> stupid shit. Give me some ground beef, a sweatsuit, and some food stamps, motherfucker. <laughs> what did, what did, for what? Why were they pull guns on you? Man, just cra- just stupid shit. Colors. When I'm just like, look, motherfucker, you know me. I grew up with you. Were I, you? I grew up in the. I grew up in. A, I grew up in in a blood neighborhood. Right. So my, my, my these dudes I knew were walking in. Now, mind you, I grew up with these motherfuckers from right. kindergarten. Yeah. So motherfucker, you know me. I know you. You live 18 houses down the block from me. Right. So you know I ain't even about that bullshit. So we were fucking around. Had on blue or whatnot. Just randomly, you were wearing blue. Yeah, but it's my motherfucking neighborhood. Right. And these motherfuckers rolled up, and they said something. We said something. Next thing you know, these two motherfucking twins, Keith and Kevin, pulled their motherfucking guns out on me and are willing to motherfucking shoot me. Then were you like, dummy, we went to – we were. I know oh, – I did all that shit. I said all that shit. Like, like, but were you were you belligerent about it? Were you just like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and they were like, motherfucker, no, fuck that, motherfucker. You know what this is. I was like, look, dog. Get the fuck out this of This is some face. kindergarten With shit. You know what the shit. fuck this is. I was like, motherfucker, you gonna, really? You gonna pull a motherfucking trigger on me? And literally, all I kept thinking was about was how could I get to the front door because my, my dad's closet was right behind the front door of my house. I'm, I'm literally about 15 feet from my front door. And all I By the way, in this story, your dad is Lawrence Fishburne, and he, <laughs> and he has the weighted hand yeah. things from yeah. Boys in the Hood. Just I, so you're clear. All, all, all I kept thinking about was could I make it to the front door to grab my father's sawed-off shotgun that's right behind the front door. That's all I kept thinking about. I like how everyone, guns bring out the worst and everyone. It's right. not that you were like, I got to fucking just go inside I and forget the stupidity. I talk my way out like, of this. I got to get my shotgun. I have yeah. to shoot a hole in Six, the twins. 16, I was 16 years old, man. And that's, all, that's all I can remember doing was trying to get to the fucking closet to get my father's were you st- And you were still going to school? 
Yeah. Oh, you went what to you went to college. Was I still? I, it was some racist shit. No, I was not there. racist. In that, I I think of Compton in the you know late '80s, early '90s as the fucking wild west, and like no one makes it out alive. Yeah, like you couldn't, you literally couldn't get right. to school. I think that's, that's why we keep it. asking, and then yeah. uh, like no offense, I just think that in our imaginations, Compton in that era was like impossible to make it out. And you cl- you w- you went to Howard, and you have had yeah. this great career, which we're going to get to. But I think we're both like curious, like how does a person Get raised in that war zone of Compton at that time, and fi- and not get sucked into all that insanity. Uh, I mean, you know, man, my, my parents kept me me away from that bullshit, and and I saw it firsthand where it got the cats I knew, either right. dead or in jail. Right. Like Keith and Kevin, both dead. Right. Kevin, the, the main one who's going to fucking pull the trigger, motherfucker was shot at the Compton Christmas Parade uh, <laughs> a few weeks later. They right. would shoot someone every year, By correct? A ma- a ma- oh, at, the, at the Compton <laughs> Christmas Parade. By a masked gunman with a sawed-off shotgun and some food stamps that he was throwing in the air for a distraction. <laughs> the good news is the guy was wearing a Santa suit. So <laughs> it was in the... Merry <laughs> Christmas, motherfucker! <laughs> it was um, in the spirit of the holiday. Right. What, about, what about Kevin? <laughs> uh, gunplay in uh, uh, a drive-by. Insane. How like a year after that, or not, not too long after that. His brother was the first to go, and then he died a few a few years later. I'm so curious. He was lo- killed. I shouldn't say died. He I, yeah. was killed. I have a yeah. lot of questions about Compton that era, but I, I I'm so I want to fast forward a little bit. I'm curious. What do you think? What happened? Because Compton isn't a great neighborhood now, but it's like. It's not the way that it was. What what happened? Did people just get beleaguered and tired of killing each other, or? Um, well, you know, well, it, it's still kind of crazy out there, man. You know, instead of black on black crime, is uh, black on brown crime. Right, right. You know, uh, the Latinos came in, and then there, there, there. That was a whole issue right there. That right. Uh, that escalated to uh, something that was just crazy, uh, and it's kind of died down, but but it's still there. Yeah, I heard the Compton. That uh, in Compton elementary schools, like the kindergarten, first grade and kindergarten classes are like 75% Mexican now. So there's, yeah. th- there's a demo, a huge demographic shift that's happened. Uh, okay, but w- I w- were you, pr- was there a party that was kind of proud of NWA and all this? Oh yeah. Like so, you're proud. Yeah. And it's you, you understand that it's completely stupid, and they're glorifying stupidity in a neighborhood. But I guess if it's when you're young, I guess if though, it's some glory, it. fuck it. It's Look, better than no glory. Well, well, well th- exactly. Like, like you were about to say, you, when you're young and naive and you don't know much more than that. Uh, and, you know, you listen to early uh, interviews with Cube and Dre and all those guys. And they're like, you know, we're the ghetto CNN. You know, we're reporting yeah. on what you refused, refused to report on, you mm-hmm. know, wh- which was true. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, this, this is our plight. This is how we're living. And this is what's going on where we are, where you don't really give a fuck, you know, to acknowledge or, or to educate or to help uplift. Uh, and, and that's what it was, man. And, you know, I saw all that shit. All that shit, boys in hood, part of that shit. You know, police brutality. I got my ass beat by the police for no apparent reason whatsoever, just, just for being black uh, in the neighborhood on the corner. Right, there's something. Have you seen Bastards of the Party? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, that's the only good. It's that's so the only good Bloods and Crips documentary. To everybody uh-huh. listening and Anthony on Netflix. Uh, uh, um, Wait a it's the uh, it's the one that was on HBO. Yeah, no, I saw that. It's saw that. it's ph- phenomenal. It's super eye-opening. Like that, the LAPD and the Bloods and the Crips all was a kind of ma- a manufactured result of internal enforced racism. But in uh, but but the uh, it, it it was they began as defending themselves from white vigilante groups. Yeah, that's, that's right. the fucking crazy part. They just got the oh okay. You, they can blame white people for this. Oh, 100%. It's one of the things like, no, well, then explain the Bloods and the Crips. Okay. And in fact, one of the leaders of, I think, 
oh, I, I don't remember what it wasn't the Crips, but it was what came right before the Crips. It was like a Black Panther sort of spin-off mm-hmm. group was assassinated by uh, the, by the CIA or the LAPD, and and that's what started these the internalized rivalries. Now at this point, you know, at the point that you were growing up. It had all been lost. It was it just it it meaningless. Was so you you were a senior high school in '88. Yeah. God damn, that's like the that's height. Yeah. No, saw it all, brother. Dead bodies in the alley on on the corner, walking to school, all that shit. And, so and did you have to defend yourself for not being into that? Did people leave you alone? Like I would assume you got good grades. You no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah, you're always guilty by association or or uh, location. Mm-hmm. Uh, so silly shit outside of the neighborhood. You know, rival gangs and and all that. Just had to defend yourself, uh, but amongst my community right there, no. You know, my my, my boys who were you know who, who were the drug dealers in the neighborhood and and, and the, the big gang bangers and all that shit. Uh, me and my boy Dijon, Dijon <laughs> just knew he was going to go pro, uh, play in the NBA, and I just knew I was going to be an actor. You knew that from the beginning. Ever since I was nine years old, this is all I ever wanted to do: play it's football for the Dallas Cowboys, be a lawyer, and eventually a judge or become an actor. Okay. And deciding to become an actor at the age of nine, I realized I could be all three of those things and whatever else I wanted to become in life. By acting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they protected us. Or, or I shouldn't say protected us, but looked out for us sure. and let us get involved in that shit. Going back to your question about, you know, how did I stay out of it? They, f- they were like, look, don't do the shit that we're doing. You know, we look at you as the ones who can get out of this shit, so don't do this bullshit. That's sort of fascinating that they would identify potential, people would identify potential within the neighborhood and then sort of circle up and protect Yeah, but that. the problem is with a guy like Dijon. You step on someone's shoes. At no, no, no. With a guy like Dijon, what happens with guys like Dijon is drug dealers give him money, then Dijon goes pro. And he's got a bunch of drug dealers hanging out with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that are like, motherfucker, I put you on when you needed money and da 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 And then you let a guy business manage you. And then, then you get into the that, other documentary that was on ESPN a couple weeks ago called Broke. Which the story was, of Dijon. Which, <laughs> the Dijon story. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's about it's about uh, guys, athletes that yeah, go broke I immediately. I oh, did Dijon make it? Uh, no, he didn't make it. Okay. He didn't make it in the NBA. Less than, you know, less than 1% make it. But sure. we, we just knew that he was going to make it. He had that much potential. But he did blow up in the mustard industry, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Big time. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Don't cut that out. No, I won't. <laughs> okay. I, I would feel very strongly. I would never. Very strongly about that. I, would show. N- I want people. I think that's a showcase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna maybe throw some reverb on that, baby. But no, they 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 looked out for us, man. You know, my nickname was the actor. They were like, oh shit, here come the actor. Really? You know, we all played basketball together and whatnot. Uh, I would have to catch the bus two hours each way to school, man. I went to the high school for the performing arts. Oh, Cal fascinating. State so it was two hours to get to school by 8 a.m., two hours to get home after school at 4. How did you get into that school in the first place? Were you doing stuff in, like, your local school? or what? Well, I mean, how did I audition. I, saw, I, was, I was doing an actor's workshop on the weekends, and I saw this uh, ad for it on the, on, on the bulletin Where? board. Where in Compton or uh, no, where I was I was in uh, Torrance <coughs> and your parents had sent workshop. you to an acting workshop. Yeah, or I something. found it. And my parents, uh, cool. w- yeah, would, would take me there on the, on Saturdays, and it said the Fame School opening in Los Angeles. I did a little investigation, and I said, Mom, if I can get into this school, can I go here? Because she was she was bus- She had already had my my younger brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest of four. She had my siblings going to school in Carson, which was a better. Uh, neighborhood to, uh, to for for education. So I was like, Mom, if I can get into this high school, can I go here? Mm-hmm. And she said, Yeah. I auditioned. Yeah. 
and uh, got in. And, and they said they said that the tuition is fourteen thousand dollars, and your mom was like, "We can't afford that." And then your dad pulled up with a dump truck full of food, food stamps. Tuition's fourteen thousand. I beg, I beg your pardon. <laughs> he came up with twenty eight thousand dollars in food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's how it happened. Cool. Right? So, uh, and then when I would come home, you know, I, I had to be. At, we were in school from eight to four, uh-huh. so I had to wake up at five thirty, walk to the bus stop, take a two hour bus ride to school, take a two hour bus ride home, and every time my boy saw me. Uh, they were like, here comes the actor. Here comes the actor. I fucking and, hate and buses. Buses are the worst. Bus school buses are the fucking worst. Well, I just wanted bus. to say that. Well, you I, I a was public on the RTD. I was yeah. on the, the oh, you were on the public. I, I didn't was think on about the rough, that. tough, and dirty. Got it. Go, is it like a public it. bus? It was, yeah, it's the city me- bus. It's, it's what you call the met- it's what me- Metro is right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but back then it was RTD, Rapid uh, uh, Transit District, but we called it Rough, Tough, and Dirty, Ralph T. Davis. <laughs> All but kinds of other shit. Yeah, because the, the bus has a whole different connotation in L.A. Of like, because it's Dakar City, it's like you it, it feel like in in growing up in the East Bay, everybody took the all the kids took the bus. Everybody yeah, was right. on the bus. But, uh, but I feel like yeah, but here I feel like it's like oh, you take the bus. But okay. also, but I don't mind public buses just because they pick up adults. School buses, it's just like, here comes another smelly-ass motherfucking 11-year-old. Well, on the individual, how many times he flunked. You know, there might be one or two adults on that school <laughs> bus. <laughs> did yeah. you guys see the footage of the upper, the bus uppercut? Yes, yeah. I did. I just saw that it's yesterday. It's incredible. Yo. He's going to be too loud now. How am I going to be too loud? I took my shit down. No, I, I, yeah. All right, good. I got it. All right, yeah, no, let's talk about that. Now, yo, either that girl was a strong bitch Oh, that was a weak old man that gave her that uppercut. Because she was still She came back. I couldn't believe that she came. I thought that was just going to be like lights out, game over. Like, oh. When I saw him throwing her shit off the bus, I was like, he just going to leave her limp body on the side and go pick up other motherfuckers. Yeah, she came back. I saw a special last night. It was so ridiculous of a a local affiliate. I think that was Cleveland where that happened. And it was a local affiliate news Mm -hmm. person interviewing the girl. And and this is like this Asian anchor. And she's like, now you are involved in one of the the most notorious uppercuts in history. <laughs> like so ridiculous. What was that like for you? She's like, you know, it was just Mortal Kombat. You know, like finish him. It was like a finishing. Like she so actually cool. said it was like Mortal I Kombat finish him. God, I swear. It was God, like bizarre. Like finish him. It was like a sketch about it. It was so weird. What did the guy, did she press charges? I think she's trying to press charges, but she hit the guy. I mean, he he went overboard. Yeah, I mean, but I think she put her hand on his person first. Uh, yeah, she did. It was a violation. He t- as for he my was money, not defending himself. For my <laughs> money, that was a good that was a good punch. I, I, agree. I loved it. I loved it. But, but what I loved was the commentary at first. He was like, "Y'all have my daughter come down here and whip your ass." No, you know what? I had my granddaughter come down here and whip your ass. She had you leaving like your motherfucking face was all cut up. No, bitch. yeah, yeah. He said you look like your face has been sliced up. that about the girl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was her. great. Yeah, that before was great. He he, but I just identified with him. This poor old man driving a bus and some just crazy teenage girl was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," and then hit well, him. Crazy. Like, if oh, you're right. that <laughs> age, if you're that age of a dude, girls like that just started existing like 15 years ago. Right. Right. Like literally, like where the fuck did you come? Did people right. like you come from? Like motherfucking, let me tell you, did it. Right. 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 Like right, girl right. that thinks she can like hold her own against a dude, and then he he smacks the fuck out of her. I guess he didn't smack her. He For those of us who it. didn't see it, what happened? Go to WorldStarHipHop.com. Go to WorldStar. Yeah. It's got to be like a trillion it's hits. It's a guy you. just uppercut a, bu- a bus driver. Uppercut a female passenger who was a teenage being an asshole. Teenage girl being and a, the 
work. It you just you got to see it's it. It's incredible. You my know, aunt it, did that. My aunt used to be a, a bus driver for RTD. Really? Rough, tough, and dirty out here. Yeah, and somebody uh, got belligerent with her on the bus, and she pulled out her uh, transfer uh, puncher. Because back in the day, when they gave you transfers, they would punch it because your transfers yeah. only oh, for sure. like two hours. Yeah. So you had to pay extra quarter, extra right. time for it. So she pulled that motherfucker out and hit him across the, the jaw with, I think, broke his jaw. <laughs> and he sued and won. He won. And she lost her job. What, would, what did he do to make her do that? He touched her. He touched her person. He was, uh, I mean, not fond or anything like that, but he was just like this little chick uh, that was on, on the video that we're talking right. about right now. He's belligerent, talking shit, and my aunt just couldn't take it anymore. And the motherfucker put like, her, his hands put on his her. hands on her yeah. like in a violent way. Yeah. And she turned, pulled out the motherfucking uh, transfer puncher, and yeah. What are they drunk. supposed to do? What's the protocol? Do call you know? the police or something. Stop the bus. Call the police. Like fuck that. Right. right. I mean, he'll really? lose his job for sure. This dude's gonna lose his job. No question about it. Yeah, but maybe I think he was just before. Not if he quits. Before. I think it was justified. You know, it'd be great if he became like the next Kimbo, <laughs> where they just had him like the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you you see what the bus driver did? Dude, World Star is so crazy and influential now that I was watching um, television the other day, news on the news, the LA local news, and they were filming a violent melee, and and someone was screaming World Star on the news <laughs> footage. Wow. <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> Wow. Do you listen to – you watch – I can't – I don't Oh, I watch it, it every day. It's like I go to uh, CNN. I go to – I go to my, I check my email. I go to CNN. Then I go check out the new videos on WorldStarHipHop.com. I can't. You it's know what? not in my – I don't bookmark it. I, and neither do I. But sometimes shit like that, somebody sends it to you, watch. And then they, they have some quality shit on there. They do. You know, but you have to s- siphon through or sift through all the, Such that garbage. bullshit. Thank you, Worldstar. Thank you, Worldstar. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so, Anthony, so you, you went to Howard? Howard University. So, yeah, what, what, how did you get through? Tell, talk us from this uh, performing arts high school to Howard. Graduated. Uh, applied to only one university. I had a chance, or I, I think I could have gotten accepted into Juilliard and Tisch. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kids that I went to uh, the high school for performing arts went, were going there, and I was tired of going to school with them. I was like, yeah. And I was just naive. It was just not naivete on my part because I was like, well, why the fuck do I think I'm going to see them every day if I go to college? And right. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I'm tired of these cats. Howard, uh, Howard's all black, which yeah. people may not know. So I only, I only applied to Howard University, got accepted. And uh, then Do you have to audition or anything? I, yeah, because I was going for a fine arts uh, bachelor, uh, bachelor, a BFA, Bachelor of Fine Arts. So, yeah, you had to audition to get in. So I sent in an audition tape, an essay, an application, and uh, they gave me a talent scholarship. Cool. That's exciting. And then a year and a half later, I got accepted to UCLA. And I was like, damn it. Oh, so you transferred from Howard to UCLA? No, no, I stayed, I, st- I stayed, I stayed at, uh, I stayed at uh, Howard. But I had an, op- an opportunity to leave Howard to go to UCLA. And I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'll stay where I am. For free. Also scholarship. Yeah, they, they were giving me a scholarship. Yeah. Is the acting program at Howard really good? It is. It is. It's uh, a lot of, like, I know why the cage bird sings and yeah, uh, well, color know. purple and yeah. um, just um, – and uh, right. <laughs> Your arm's too short to box with guys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's what you guys just did Tyler Perry stuff, <laughs> yeah. correct? You just did early Tyler Perry stuff. <laughs> no. Uh, you – your – for my money, your Medea is better than Tyler's. Thank you very much. You're I welcome. Appreciate that. I mean, you had a great template to work with <laughs> and work from. So I just expounded. His Medea is amazing. Thanks. He's the Medea's Medea. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no. You know, I, I went to Howard based on the, the reputation of what their fine arts school was. Like Debbie and Felicia. Uh, Debbie, Debbie Allen, Allen Felicia, Felicia Rashad, Rashad Allen. They went to Howard University. Patrice Russian. You know, the, the, the just just who came out of the school mm-hmm. in in the late 70s. You know, early 70s, late 70s. Um, 
And then, you know, while I was there, uh, we had Puffy. Uh, we had myself. Puffy had, Combs? Yeah, Sean P Puffy, P. Diddy Combs. Uh, myself, uh, uh, Paula Parker, Carl uh, 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 Payne from The Cosby Show, and, and Martin. We had Wendy Raquel Robinson. We had Wendy Davis. You know, we had, a, we had the musical group yep. Shy. We had Two Kings and a Cypher. We had a bunch of people. Uh, Ananda Lewis, AJ, Marlon Wayans. That's crazy. People. This all of lot, all the VJs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Puff, all of that. Puffy eventually went on. He went on to act like a rapper, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he went on to act <laughs> like a rapper. Yeah. But but so that that's what attracted me there. I mean, and that's what attracted them there. And then you know we had Al Freeman Jr., who just recently just passed a few weeks ago as as. Uh, one of our professors. We had Ossie Davis and Ruby D. Ossie Davis is so great. How did, how were they good? Avery Brooks. They must have been. Avery Brooks is. I love Avery Brooks. <laughs> of course man. you do. Yeah, I'm a nerd, man. Uh, he uh, was Ossie Davis and Ruby impossible teachers. No, they were great teachers. We we would have them, and Avery Brooks teach a master class once a month. Got it. So Ossie and uh, Ruby, they would come down. And then they would teach a master class, and then maybe a week or so later, we would have Avery Brooks come down. He would take a shuttlecraft, or would he transport down? Uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, he, he was transport from one okay. to the other. Sure, that makes yeah. sense. Great. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> didn't have, we didn't we didn't have that much parking right. at, at Howard. We didn't <laughs> RTD. Have, we didn't have housing. <laughs> at Howard. Yeah. Yeah, I just ro I was in D.C. like two weeks ago. Howard's not. I mean, it's still in a bit of like a dodgy neighborhood. It's, it's in the middle of the ghetto, just yeah. like is S.C. It? is here. It's and in now, yeah. But that's that in the, but again, the oh, ghetto in 1990 man. was way different than the ghetto is now. Right, brother. Well, th there's a lot of you know gentrification that that's gone on in D.C. over the last 25 plus 20 plus years since I left Howard. But while I was there, a student at Howard, it it was it it, it was real sketchy. Was I can only imagine. You know what's funny about sketchy ghetto. neighborhoods? It's never really light out. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? Like no, it's I always like. It's I was riding easy. my bike. Yeah, it's like hazy, and I was riding my bike through like Howard, whatever that street is. Uh, that's Georgia Avenue. Yes. Georgia. Yeah, I was on Georgia Avenue, right? I like got a bike, and I'm riding. I'm like, this is. It was a Sunday, beautiful Sunday afternoon in that, that neighborhood. Bike, no, they have uh, communal bikes. They're like, hey, and man, it was, hey, and man, it was like, uh, you ride your bike from Georgetown and just saw the <laughs> basically, she was like, hey, basically, shit. yeah. Hey. No, it really is like cue the ghetto. Hey, white That's my that's my cousin's bike. Yeah. No. Let me see that bike real quick. It really is never like beautiful it's just kind of like oh there's a lot of concrete and a lot of like just bullshit like yeah. lots empty buildings yeah. like it's real yeah it, it's uh, yeah. i was just there a couple weeks ago myself so when you got out of howard you came back to la came back home to la and what was, oh my, then did it just hit the pavement or what uh, i fucked around for a couple of years man and uh then my lady who's my wife now um but just my lady at the time got pregnant and then I, I realized that I was responsible for people. I was like, you know, I took a line from Cooley High. I was like, I can lie and steal too good not to make it on my own. Mm -hmm. But when my, 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 my girl got pregnant, I was like, oh, shit. I'm responsible, you know, for, for some, somebody's life now. And I just had to get focused. And that was back in 95. I came home in 91. Uh, what were you doing for the four years? Working, working for my father in one of his clothing stores. Oh, which, no which, shit. Which I, which I really didn't want to do because the motherfucker wasn't paying me. And they were like, hey, it's the actor. Oh, the actor. Uh, oh, man. You work at the clothing store? Somebody <laughs> <laughs> pregnant. Why do we protect you all those years, <laughs> goddammit? Let, let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you. So my father and I got into an argument because I wouldn't work for him, 
And, you know, he really couldn't put me out of the house, so he just made it difficult for me. So he uh, put lo padlocks on the refrigerators and took all the phone jacks out of the house and put a payphone in the living room that you could only dial seven numbers on. What? What? And you could only talk for three minutes, and if you went over, it hung up if you didn't put another quarter in, and if you accidentally hit... Is this number, serious? It's real shit. And if you accidentally hit uh, one of the numbers, it thought you were trying to dial outside of the area code, so it would hang up on you, and you'd have to start all over again and put your fucking money in. So that's what my, we had a 54-inch uh, big-screen television with, in its own cabinet. My father closed it and put a padlock on it. So my boy called me. He's like, yo, aunt, what you doing? I was like... What are you doing? I was like, I'm listening to BET. He's like, what the fuck you mean you're listening to BET? I was like, Pops put a padlock on the big screen. Why? Also, that's the first time I've heard a dial tone in like two years. Right. Yeah, no shit. Like, I was literally, what the fuck is it? It's a dial I tone. I thought, I was like, what the fuck? Wait, yeah, there are people what? that don't know what that is. Why? Uh, he was trying to make it difficult for me to stay at home. Oh, and, fascinating. Uh, so, you moved back <laughs> in with your family yeah, after Howard. After Howard. So, we got into an argument one day. And he's like, you're a grown man. You can't watch my TV. Yeah, no, well, that, but he was like, I was like, yo, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm an actor. He said, you're an actor? I said, yeah. So, he went. Grabbed the remote. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? He turned on oh, the TV. This is horrible. The channels. And he was like, shit, he's an actor. She's an actor. Oh, my God. Where the fuck are you at? <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> father-son pep talk of all time. Like some, this day, is some baby boy the shit. The next day, I went to fuck and worked for my father. <sighs> the very next day. I was like, this motherfucker got me. And and he was not paying you at all, or he wasn't paying you. No, well? he paid me at all. He he paid me. He's like, motherfucker, you got a roof over your head. But what about the TV, Dad? Yeah, no, that shit still didn't happen. He still wanted me out. And everything in the kitchen was electric, so he went to the side of the house and took the fuse box out for the kitchen and put a padlock on the fuse box, so I couldn't operate the stove, the oven, the fucking microwave. Or this is insane. That's again. That's people like that barely exist anymore. That's true. Okay. And that's the best kind of, that's, that's like the, the cool, that's like that's what got America through the Great Depression, uh -huh. shit like that, like that's like. That's why you got them little bitches on a bus getting up. But this is insane. I mean, what your dad did was beyond the pale. I mean, that's oh, yeah. not like normal. Yo, no, I, but I, it's not, it's I, not I bet bad. it wasn't abs. No, no, no. But I bet it wasn't also like abnormal. I mean, like in order to succeed so in life, you have to. I get the sentiment of it, but the physicality of the padlock, and especially the phone. Yeah, no, like, he had to go outside with a fucking. He had to go and outside with. And this is this is what my father. We had sub-zero refrigerators, right? Refrigerator, freezer, inset into the wall. He put the padlock on the freezer, which is where I would store all my shit. You know, because he he would pay me eventually, so I'd buy my own food and get in, put it in there. This motherfucker locked my own food up and gave me access to the refrigerator. <laughs> That's what. That's all I had access to the refrigerator with juices and water and shit. So you had. So you just had to wait for him to get home. Wait for him to get home. And this is what he did when he got home. He had a hot plate uh, that was in the garage, <laughs> and a separate his separate refrigerator that he had another padlock on. And this motherfucker would sit out. And my father was. How a many keys boy. did he? He was like fucking. Yeah, he had several dogs. He had, several. <laughs> he had the big ring. And he, he's like a janitor. <laughs> he's a good old fucking country boy, man. So this motherfucker would be out in the garage cooking smothered steak, smothered pork chops, fried chicken. Mm, and the garage mm, was attached mm, to the mm. part of the house. He basically where treated you like a house was. pet. Yes. It was, and so this shit is the smell and is wafting into my I'm, fucking room and I, my stomach is touching I'm my back. I'm picturing him in overalls and just That's going, him. Mm, this is delicious. That's him in overalls. <laughs> yeah, that is my father in overalls. We had a swimming pool. We had a padlock on that? That we couldn't even get in. <laughs> we couldn't fucking swim. And I was like, what's the purpose of having a swimming pool if we aren't allowed How to swim? How could you not in get in? Way? He padlocked the gate. 
That's crazy. Uh, we had two sections of our, our of our backyard, and the back section was separated by a, like an eight foot brick wall, and we had an access gate that went into our pool area. And uh, he fucking padlocked did, the access. Did gate. you ever ask him as an adult why he did all that? Yeah. It was just to get you to move out? Yeah. So when you were growing up as a kid, it was not like that at no, all. No, it wasn't like that at all. And the crazy well. thing is, it still took you a long-ass time to move out. Goddamn right. Because <laughs> he wasn't paying me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is to save $50 a week? Did he want you <laughs> to act? Crazy. Was he like, yo, get? Uh, would he let you go to auditions, or was it even not even, it didn't oh, even no, come no, down no. to that? Well, I wasn't really auditioning back then. That's why, you know, we, we had this, this tough love type shit going on. And he pulled out the fucking TV. He was like, he's an actor. She's an actor. The fucking kangaroo's crazy. Actor. Where are you acting? So I wasn't doing anything. Sounds like know, he had a padlock on his thing. heart. He <laughs> 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 lost the key. Mm. Mm. Your arms are too short to box with God. And scene. <laughs> Last mama on the couch. <laughs> so how did you get your first acting work? Uh, fast forward to my girl being pregnant and me uh, uh, having responsibilities. Once I realized what I needed to do, everything was always in front of me. I just had to open my, 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 my eyes to it and shit. I was just focused on other shit. More, once I got focused on my career and what I needed to do as an actor, I haven't stopped working. Were but you I mean, defeatist about it, though? Yeah, like, how did you How not did you focus on your career from Padlock City to, I mean, what did you... Also, how did you not focus? What were you doing in those four years? Just fucking around? I mean, if you had a degree from see, Howard... I, didn't, I, I left after my junior year. Didn't have a degree. Uh, I, didn't get, I didn't graduate. I ran out of money. I was paying for school myself because my scholarship uh, ran out. Um, so, 91 to 95, working for my father and just fucking around, hanging you out with the Wayans brothers. You were in Padlockville for four years. I was in Padlockville for about two and a half years. <laughs> That's insane, man. Two That's so crazy. And so, I, he, doesn't, know, he doesn't really steal anything. He sort of gets it for cheaper. He doesn't go to jail. He just gets sort of padlocked. Padlocked in to his yeah, own home. No yeah. shit. <laughs> That's funny. House arrest. That's yeah. what the fuck it was. <laughs> so, you were hanging out with the Wayans. Okay. So, you had people that were becoming successful that you had oh gone yeah, to school yeah, with I, I knew, around you. I knew successful people. And right. I was always around them. I just wasn't applying any of the shit that I knew and learned in school did to further my career at the time. Did the bloods in the neighborhood call you failed actor at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. They still called me actor because I was hanging out with motherfuckers. Right. They were like, oh shit, motherfucking actor hanging out with the Wayans brothers. So, uh, so you just got serious you and you just like did what you knew you needed to do when you had graduated from Howard. Yeah, I mean, I never had an agent. I got an agent. When I, I was like, fuck this. I can't call myself an actor and I don't go out on auditions. I can't call myself an actor if I don't have an, uh, an agent. So I went out and got an agent. And next thing I know, I got a, an audition for uh, In the House with LL Cool J and Debbie Allen back when it was my CTV on NBC, and that the rest is history. Huh. And then you've just been steady working, working, working. Yeah, 16 years. What's the most exciting? What's the most exciting thing that you've worked on? But what, what besides your current project, which we'll get to? What like what do you feel the most proud of? Two things. Uh, one, The Departed, Martin Scorsese, and everybody that was involved with that. And then my work on uh, The Shield. As I yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. He was time, fucking crazy on The Shield. That was the only time that I ever called people and was like, hey, can you watch me on TV tonight? Oh, cool. That's yeah, awesome. Outside of me being on television for the first time, that was the only time that I was like, hey, can you watch this? You How many like days did he do on, uh, the, she on, um, on the Departed? Oh man, I, we worked three months. I did about you, that. You, you can't tell by you know how I was in the movie, but I was I did about two of the three months. What's it, what's Scorsese like as a director? To Scorsese is great. One of the best that ever did it, man. No, but for what you, was it like I mean, for yeah. you acting wise? Well, you know, funny thing is, first day of work, me and Matt Damon are, are working, and Scorsese would yell, "Cut!" Come in, and he would always talk to Matt. He would never say shit to me. He'd just look at me and walk off. 
like, what the fuck? This motherfucker not gonna get me a note? And so I went through that whole day like that, and I called my partner. I was like, yo, Adam. What was the first scene you shot? Uh, it was just a surveillance scene, me and Matt uh, looking at um, Jack Nicholson's character do something. Right. And he would come in all day, give Matt a note, and just look at me, smile, and walk off. Call my boy, and I was like, yo, Adam. I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. I said, Scorsese's not talking to me. You know, we stop the scene, he'll come talk to Matt. And then he'll leave, and we'll do it again. He was like, motherfucker, you're doing your job. Right. You're doing you're, it right. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's Matt Damon that's Matt fucking Damon up. Matt Damon is the dead weight. You know? <laughs> Matt Deadweight Damon. Yeah. That's what they know him as. And then uh, a script supervisor for Scorsese for the last 20 years came to me the next day and was like, Anthony, I just want to let you know that Martin is loving what you're doing. That's great. You know that. That's awesome. And I was like, wow. She, you know, she couldn't have heard my conversation that I had with my boy right, or anything right. like that. But she had just come over and just told me that. And from there, it was just great. You know, Martin laughed at all my shit. And somebody else came to me that's been working with him for 20-plus years and said, I've never heard Martin Scorsese laugh like this. Yeah, that's and great. It's great to see. And it had nothing to do with work. It's just me and my personality and just talking shit. What yeah. about Kangaroo Jack? What was it like working with <laughs> David <laughs> McNally? <laughs> or the kangaroo. First off. I'm even saying this. Kangaroo Jack made $100 million. I remember that. I remember Kangaroo Jack blew the fuck up. But yeah, you are. Yes, you are. You're hating on People throw that out as a jig. No, yeah, no, including him. He was making fun of you. He was making fun of you. What was Scorsese like on the set of Kangaroo Jack, though? Unbearable. No, Kangaroo. David McNally was cool, man. I'll tell you a funny story. We, we, we shot Kangaroo Jack in Australia for six months. We spent three months in Sydney, three months in the Outback. So Jerry O'Connell and I had nothing to do in the Outback except booze and fucking gamble. Jerry O'Connell got a phone call from Jerry Bruckheimer saying, hey, Jerry, Bruckheimer, you're getting fucking fat. You need to stop what the fuck you're doing and lose some weight. Next thing I know, Jerry O'Connell wraps himself in plastic and is running five miles every night after work. Wow. I was a little upset. That's how Martin Lawrence caught a coma, by yeah, the way. Right. Where, was, where in the Outback were you? I uh, actually we was were in Sydney three days ago. We were in Alice Springs. <laughs> we were in Alice Springs, and we were in Cuba Pete. Uh And I was upset because motherfucking Bruckheimer didn't call me and be like, hey, Ann, you're getting fat. Can you lose some of that weight? Uh, just so you know, Jerry Bruckheimer loves how fat you are. <laughs> 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 yeah. His script supervisor came over. <laughs> Yeah, Bruckheimer loves the weight you're gaining. I mean, it's like the weight it is makes perfect. Lewis, it makes Lewis great. That it was a great. long shoot then, huh? How many That's months? Long, yeah. Six. Six months? Six Damn. months. Did you consider not taking it? That's no, a not fucking at all, long man. ass time, man. Not, I lived in Australia for six months. Brother, I'm from Compton. How many cats from Compton get the opportunity to, to live abroad like that? Well, actually, believe, the twins both lived yeah. in Sydney for about six months. So yeah, be right recall. before they shot. Right before they got. I right. was gonna go with Dijon, <laughs> but God bless. <laughs> um, we both went for the same joke structure. <laughs> he went for the dead motherfucker. Motherfuckers are great. You're uh, great. Thank you very. Thank you so much. Because when you said twins, I thought you were talking about Venus and Serene. I was like, no, they just. <laughs> no, it's Kenny and Keith. <laughs> They're so, from Compton also. Uh, or are they really? Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch them play tennis growing up. Oh, that's oh, you knew them. I didn't know them. They were they were just little girls, man. Just, you would see them and their father out on the tennis courts and him giving them lessons, man. And, and uh, then it's great to I, see them. I don't know if this is true or not. If you can verify, I'm sure you can't. Apparently, he used to yell racial epithets at them His, their during father? practice. Have you seen her fa their father? Yeah, I totally believe I it. I can believe it. Yeah. Why? What does he look like? He, uh, looks, he looks like somebody would say that. He looks mean? like kind of like a homeless dude. 
Oh, he's like a crazy. Go you're not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, he, but I'm pretty sure he has screamed nigga bitch in his life before. Uh-huh. He looks like a crazy guy, kind of. So, he, he would bring signs to matches that said, I told you so. Literally to oh, really? their matches. Wow. I told at, you so what? Like, I told you that they were going to do great. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. Like, to Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah. And the U.S. Open, he would stand up with a sign that said, I told you so. That's dope. And, he, was, uh, he did the Tiger Woods thing that, that Earl Woods did where yeah. he saw uh, how much money a professional tennis player made and was like, I'm going to turn these girls into tennis players. He'd never played tennis oh, before. Oh, wow, really? Taught them, yeah. learned the game himself, and then taught them as a money-making that's venture. That's insane, man. And look at them now. That's yeah. crazy that you could... What if he was wrong? That's fascinating. That's really interesting. Yeah, like he made them into... They're also athletic as fuck. I mean, yeah, that's right. what's crazy. Is like he... I don't know if he was athletic, but he... There. I mean, Serena... Yeah. They're both. I mean, Serena's yeah. thick. Yeah. Did you know the game? Uh, not until after he made it. Oh, you've met him since, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Now he waits till they get out of Compton. He doesn't go down right. and find them. Right. Yeah. Like, you can come and find me, young man. Yeah. So yeah. I understand you're from Compton. <laughs> what have a seat. Please. Here's some, here's some food stamps. He hands I have a stack of food stamps. I haven't been down in a while. How are things down there? <laughs> <laughs> They're fucked up, Anthony. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? We talked about concrete uh, earlier in the hood. Let's talk about this concrete down Crenshaw where they cut all these fucking trees down for this fucking space shuttle to come through the hood. Did they really? Cut down trees. Yeah, they cut down trees, trim trees, did all. Do you think they would have did that shit in Santa Monica? That's fucked up. LA, fucking. Well, they wouldn't Venice, need to. They wouldn't have needed to. It's already so well manicured. They promised to, to plant another thousand trees in Westwood. In Westwood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's well, what they you guys want. There is so, justice yeah, after all. So, yeah. Setting their carbon footprint. <laughs> you know, yeah, I just funny. hope that everybody that lined the streets in the inner city to watch this fucking space shuttle drive by at two miles an hour, I just hope they're at the voting booths. You know, in a few weeks, when it really counts. That shuttle did a drive-by. The shuttle did a drive-by, dog. Well, the shuttle did. Did were you, you were, were you there? Uh, no. I no. saw the flyby. You saw the flyby. That was pretty cool. I Who's paying it. for that shit? You are. Wow, I'm part of that 47 percent that Mitt Romney's talking about. You're not. No, you're not. Yes, I am. He, uh, that brings us to our next topic. No, actually, you're yeah. starring on an NBC. You're in the one percent, even yeah. if you got a bad deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no shit. Even if you got a bad deal on my uh, uh, the guys with kids. Uh, so so I, I, I want other before we get Please. to that. Okay. I, I want to talk about hustle and flow. All right. Um, I don't like the movie. I I'm do. not against anything against right. you or the movie. I love. The movie. I believe that it is a movie about a sexual slave master. <laughs> a oh. pimp oh, is okay. a sexual slave master. Okay. He but is Sure, but he's a troubled individual, the character. Uh, prostitution is sexual slavery. Yeah, but correct? he's not being lauded as a pimp like that's awesome. He's a pimp with a dream. Uh, yeah, he wants no, no, to stop he, pimping. He's the, <laughs> he's he's the hero. He's the hero of the movie. Right. right. Uh, if you're a pimp, I don't really give a fuck about your dream. Mm-hmm. That was the other, like, my whole time I watched this movie, I'm like, why the fuck would I care about this dude? Like, why am I, like, and then he beats Ludacris up, and I'm like, double fuck this motherfucker. Now right, I right, hate right. this why, motherfucker. because you love Ludacris? No, because he just beat him up. You fucking hate not right, bro? to his demo. How you'd be dead if you didn't if you got beat up every time you didn't listen to a tape of motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <that would. laughs> yeah. I as That's would funny. I. Yeah. I've been given as would anyone in but showbiz. Are you saying that pimping is easy? I what I'm saying is pimping is it's is necessary. Pimping is reprehensible. Sure, is, is my point of view. <laughs> uh, it, it's not how it are. It's hard. It's way harder for for his hoes than it is for this a pimp. This is fascinating. I think nope. this is part of the theme of this podcast, which is that uh, th- this doesn't have anything to do with you, Anthony. I'm sorry, but you chime in is that we all pick our moral 
like stands oh, that yeah, we make. No, absolutely. Like, w- like we're always arguing about you know these different things and like pimps. For some reason, pimping fucks with you, and like I was thinking, about I that. hate the glory that pimps get, right? Because they're sexual slave masters, which, which is why, because uh, uh, hustle and flow, people thought it was going to make way more money than it did, right? And the whole time I'm going, it's about a pimp. People don't really like pimps deep down. Girls, uh, guys like pimps. Right. Mm-hmm. You ever try to put on like Superfly? With a girl, <laughs> yeah, a and watch her go like, "Hey, turn that shit off!" Right. Like they just, they just every instantly bitch in hate life. Right. Has thought right. about home. Go ahead, Doug. What were you saying? Every bitch in their life has thought about home. You're hundred percent correct. Wow. That it's insane. It is insane that pimping has become not only lauded. But actually, an, a, 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 um, a it's a word for doing good doing good thing. in the world. Church. You know, yeah, doing well, a good thing. Oh, he's like, just he's just getting his he pimp, pimp on. the game. Yeah, and you can, you'll like, hear that from like a principal of a school or yeah. something. Have you ever read that book by Iceberg Slim? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. It's a good book. It's a great every, book. Every, what do you want? Every inner city child has read. Pimp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you understand, brother? Uh, you have to, right? Yeah, to get out of fourth grade. I the term gorilla pimp. <laughs> um, that's before that. You can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't graduate from high school unless you, you read, read exactly. pimp. Exactly. That was part of the and curriculum. Malcolm X, autobiography yeah. of Malcolm X and Roots. Uh, go ahead. There you go. So, do you think Hustle Info was about a pimp? Yeah. You think so? What do you think it was about? I really think it was just a. I, I hear what you're saying, Neil, about you know you. How could you give a fuck about a pimp's dream? But I just really think it was a, a story of, about a, a guy's dream. You know what I'm saying? That and 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 I think the studio marketed it wrong by making it uh, marketing it as a pimp story, a pimp chronicle. That's that's where they lost the audience because that's. I don't believe that's what the story was about. That was an element of it. I don't believe that's what the story was about. It wasn't about him pimping hoes. You just had you just happened to be a pimp. Hoes were a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they weren't actual prostitutes. Hoes were nothing but a metaphor for they were young ladies. Actual pussy. There was a proverbial pussy. <laughs> did you uh, ever did you ever see her sell some pussy? Yeah, exactly. No, but I agree with Anthony. I mean, the story's about a guy who's all fucked up because he was he's impoverished and raised in the hood, and he's a, he's in some yeah. He's but in at some a certain point, shit. it's like, all right, well, I can't root for you, man. Right. I can't. At a certain, I have to. I have to. Draw the line. So I can't. Well, like at the end of the movie, when he did he go to jail? He went to jail for fucking ludicrous, up right? Yeah, he went to jail. Yeah, because he shot somebody. Right. All right. But and then they do a slow mo walk at the end of the movie, and and it's supposed to be like this uplifting thing, mm-hmm. like he's back into it, baby. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, I hear you, dude. fuck I hear this you. guy. I hear you, brother. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, like I was watching, going like, he am was, I he crazy? Was, he was pipping hoes. He beat a motherfucking drunk rapper. He shot part of the entourage, and then went on a high speed chase and went in. Right. How yeah. can we celebrate this? Yeah, and like, and, but I hear you. because it's they funny, shot in slow mo, we ended up doing that slow mo <laughs> sketch. We, uh, actually, we did it before that. But it's kind of like that thing of like you do anything in slow mo. It's like, oh yeah, baby, yeah. we's back. He's gonna fucking be a a decent rapper. That's funny. <laughs> but would you? Did you like Pulp Fiction? Yeah, but that's about just murderers. Uh, just straight up hitmen. That's what I'm saying. Is we all have our <laughs> thing that makes us right. But I don't. But it wasn't. I wasn't looking for. You felt like it was giving the message was this guy's a good guy in the movie. Yeah, those guys. It was a morality tale about right. a completely immoral person. Whereas, whereas Pulp Fiction was just uh, sort of a uh, f- f- crazy ass pulpy narrative. Well, that 
that brings me to a question for you, Anthony. Is there anything that you would not do? Like, if, I mean, like if there was a good quality project, so I'm, you know, not stupid, I'd not something that you felt insulted by, just the right. quality of it. But was there any thing that you wouldn't do as an actor? Like, mm. just say that's outside of my. If they were willing to pay your. That's quote. a fucked up shit yeah. right there, man. No, um, no, they had to pay more than my quote. My quote ain't shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a black actor in Hollywood. That's <laughs> hilarious. Like, we're going to be uh, using his quote from... Uh, from, from from Baby's Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Anderson and Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin, yes. Um, no, no, I'm, a, I'm an artist, man. I'm an entertainer. This is what I do. Um, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't tell you there's something that I wouldn't do. I mean, because it, if it was an integral part of his character makeup mm -hmm. and it made sense to the story... Into what in, into the journey and the arc of this character throughout this piece, then then I would do it. What we, what have you done? Uh, can you answer this question that you've been the most embarrassed about? Like what do you? I just said uh, my baby's daddy. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> no, that one's great. Um, I have a question. Well, the thing that you're best known for. Yeah, go. Uh, well, what was your first thing that? Your dad was like, "All right, I'm take these padlocks." Yeah, great question. <laughs> I was out of the house, but but yeah, but he was like, "But the my back's on, the freezer's no, open, the, no. the phone works." Did he <laughs> ever turn on the TV and go, "There's an actor, and it was you"? <laughs> <laughs> and there's an actor, son. <laughs> no, he never did. He hey, never come did. in. The, I come love. In. He was proud of me, though. He 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 lived long enough to see my success. And, and he, he and and what he, was like? And he and talked. Come in the living room. Come in the living room. I want to show you something. was like the first thing where it was like, "Oh, look, he's an actor." Landline. <laughs> it's called my baby's daddy. <laughs> Anything that you know that I was a part of, I mean that you see. So I mean it's going to go back to the beginning, you know, uh, in the house, you know, hang time, you know, life. Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Well, I wasn't really. Well, the, yeah, the thing I I never oh, knew who you were until uh, me myself and Irene. Really? But I was in the beginning. I, I, this this my movies in chronological order. Tripping. Uh, Liberty Heights. So Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, <laughs> Liberty Heights. Uh, Romeo must die. Me myself and Irene. Me, myself, and Irene, you were fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Do you I, remember and that I part? Shot, I shot Romeo no, I don't died, think I me, saw myself, it, actually. and Irene at the same time. So you're only one movie behind. Life. Right. Yeah, Life and the... No, I saw life. life, but I don't I don't remember your specific part yeah, in Life. Yeah, it was. Like, you were fucking explosively funny in, in Me, Thank Myself, you, and Irene. appreciate yeah. that. Uh, like, that must have been the thing that, like, people started... I remember like going like I that motherfucker yeah, like I that was those, the first thing I, I love was. those movies and mo those moments in movies or, yeah. or or in TV where you go oh look it's a star you yeah. were the you were the only thing that popped from that movie like yeah. it was kind of a weird part for Jim right. but that part of the movie was have you ever seen the movie I don't think it's so it's fucking it's the movie's fine the in the movie Jim has three adopted black sons oh maybe I have seen I've seen that no they're not adopted his 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 wife Fucked a, a black man. That's, right. That's oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the chauffeur driver. And, and they're real hood, but they're also crazy intelligent. Uh huh. So they say real hood shit. Yeah. They they say really like crazy intelligent shit, and it really hood. And, it was and, just and a and new we joke. With motherfucker, uh -huh. and bitch, and all <laughs> that. It was like a new way to do a joke. It was just great, That's and you cool. performed the fuck out of it. Yeah, thank you, brother. Um, we were gonna get a spinoff from that man, but uh, my other brother that was on the show, uh, Mongo. The bald muscle bound one? Yeah. Mongo from Heathcliff? Crazy. Mongo from where? Heathcliff? 
No, not, okay. not from Heathcliff. Okay, wrong dude. Um, he literally had what Jim Carrey had in real life. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh irony of irony. <laughs> <laughs> Deepest of ironies. Um, I got to get the fuck out of oh, here. Cool. Well, oh, cool. Hey, we've we been on here for 70 minutes. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, we got to talk about Guys with Kids we real talk quick. about Guys with Kids real quick. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, you're now starring in an NBC sitcom, and that's super exciting, right? And it's doing it's doing not bad, right? It's doing, it's doing better right, than, man. yeah. You know, uh, it, it's, it's, no, it's no secret that our lead in animal practice sucks ass. Right. The ratings. Um, yes. Bobby Lee has been on the show when he. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, but, but we build, you know, the great thing about that, we build upon their numbers every week that we're on. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so no matter what they bring us, we, we up it by, you know, a half a percentage point, right. a point or whatnot. Uh, so, but, you know, it, but nobody's really watching NBC. We're trying to get people back to watch the network. Right. You know, so it's hard. It's hard to pull numbers from a network where that, that no one's uh, really watching, you know. So right. It's kind of difficult, but you know the show itself, uh, great show. We're having a lot of fun doing it. <coughs> yeah, well, the, we when got can we watch it Wednesday nights, eight thirty p.m. NBC. Worldwide. When is it on, Anthony? Uh, <laughs> eight thirty p.m. every Wednesday night on NBC. Great, seven yeah, central. My my the guy that I my I run with, my buddy Zach, is your one of your co-stars. I love Zach, man. Zach Krager from the Whitest Kids You Know is also one of the guys. With oh kids. right, yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah, the show's funny. You guys are great on it. You know, I yeah. mean, the, the, yeah, you guys are really good on you it. You run track with him. I run track with Zach. I don't run track with Anthony. Yeah. Okay. But uh, we always ask, have you ever asked? Have you ever seen a black dude ask a woman on the street, "Hey, girl, you run track"? <laughs> As a pickup line. <laughs> I've seen Tracy Morgan do it, hey and girl? I thought that was like a thing that black dudes. Ask. I feel like I've seen Tracy and a couple other dudes ask that, like, "Oh, you really? ran track?" Yeah. Does that mean like, their asses? Why? You ran track before? Like I they got like oh, it's like no, no, no. Yeah, we no. Well, we're looking at thighs and ass. Yes. When we're doing that. There you go. All right. Thank I've you. I've done that. All right, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, thank you. I met a runner. Yeah, I was like, damn, you run track? She's like, yeah, I'm a sprinter. That's so funny that you were so confused by the question. You're like, oh, 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 you mean run track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, of course. I was like, you run the track? Wait a minute, are you asking her? Are you on the track? This was a this is a great episode. Yeah, man. You're a really funny dude. Yeah, Anthony, thank you for coming on, man. It's an honor to have you. Yeah, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just been fucked with by the champs. It's another night with your boys. We love you. Peace. Oh, yeah.